0: Welcome
1: to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep,
0: so we've decided to bring our combos to you.
1: Hey, sissy Bay. Hey, boo. I have a new coffee obsession. Oh. I what's know. What's the red dot? It's called O Bagel, where I get it from. Oh, I've Which, seen that on this guy's on Buffalo's story.
0: The bagels.
1: Oi, the brekkie bagel from there is literally one of the best things I've eaten in my life. Awesome. But.
0: I'm so annoyed that you point out these great things after I leave the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah, because i got to give you a little something, something to want to come back, keep you excited, okay. keep you on your toes. That sounds like
0: me and what so, I need.
1: This is very off-brand, this coffee. It's an iced oat caramel cold brew. So I'm not an oat milk gal, but it's mm. fucking so good. And mm. I tried to get it from Starbs and the, it, it just was not the same. It just was not good. So I feel the GC, bagel, iced caramel, oat cold brew. 10 out of 10. Love that.
0: You're like a coffee influencer now, so watch me get it next time I come up. How's your week been? So good. Oh, my God. Like I'm like brimming with happiness. So, as people may know, I was on the Gold Coast last week for work. So, Thursday, Friday, I had two full days in the salon on the Gold Coast and had like a couple of influencers which are now like I just vibe with them so much love to see them back in the salon and then I had a few paying clients as well and then Saturday I drove up to Brizzy to spend the day with my best friend who's pregnant and we went to her 3D 4D um, pregnancy scan in the morning and then had her baby shower in the afternoon and I was like bawling in the scan like it was just so beautiful like you can literally see the babies like cheeks lips hands feet penis like
1: <laughs> wait wait 4d
0: yeah i don't know what i don't really know what that means but it said 3d slash 4d it's like full on because
1: i thought 4d was when you can like touch it and you know More when like, you yeah. go to the 4d cinema and you're in the chair and it like rocks around sprays water and shit at you the baby was not doing that
0: <laughs> yet um but like it was just so beautiful and then I was like sitting in the dad chair like holding her hand it was just so cute and then um we had her baby shower which was so good also because I got to catch up with like a few friends that I just don't get to see very often and we just had the best time like it was just such a good like little reunion and then you can talk about your dinner but I crashed your dinner which because I've met Yeah, I was meant to drive to the Gold Coast to go back to Meg's. And then I realized Nick was in Brisbane and Meg was in Brisbane and I didn't have a key to get back in. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I messaged Meg and I was like, what do I do? And she's like, well, you can just come to dinner if you want. And then I'll just, should I just talk about the dinner? Yeah. The place? Yeah. Yeah, So then we, then I went to dinner with Meg and her two girlfriends, which I hadn't met before. And they were both so lovely. And we went to this cool new place. Is it new? Yeah, yeah, called Soco Rooftop, and like it was, it was the biggest such vibe. A vibe. Like if I lived in Brisbane, still I would go there every weekend. I reckon like, like
1: it could not fault it, except for the actually the service could have been better. But the yeah, vibe, but- the view, the music, the dances, yeah. the food was eleven food out of ten, was amazing. And like we had the
0: perfect time book like booking time because we were yeah. there for sunset. And it was was stunning. Like, I remember when I lived in Brisbane, before I left, there was maybe like two rooftop bars and they were tiny and pretty average. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just some random shit rooftop with like a bit of that fake grass and like a tiny bar. But this was massive, like Mm. massive. And it was packed with people, everyone vibing, DJ, those exotic dancers. Didn't you used to do that type of dancing? Like,
1: (laughs) no. Not, not the, not quite. But I did like the, yeah, the cabaret kind of style, like and we have those crazy headpieces and costumes and stuff. Yeah, I like cor- more like corporate events and. Then I also did some club club gigs, club gigs. You should yeah, some yeah, of those things out of the archives. But I know. star I reckon. Um. So yeah,
0: and we let what we wrapped up at about eight, I think. So we were still home. Like by the time we got back home, it was still like a decent time. And then Sunday we had a sissy birthday lunch where the two of us went to the Tropic, which again, that's like my
1: favourite. It was place. also such a vibe. Fucking like oh, where we were seated, and then service, food, Could cocktails, not like that the days.
0: The service is five star, I'm telling you. Mm. The drinks are on point. The food is divine. And then you go next door for, like, a little bit of an extra bevy at the pub. I would live there if I lived on the Goldie. (laughs) Yeah, well, most people do. Well, I just fucking loved it. Um, So, yeah, we had a little Arvo hockey moment and then went home and watched... We had a movie marathon. Oh, my God. We had a full movie marathon. <laughs> we were at lunch and I don't know how that Stuart Little movie came up. Oh, we I think drove we were just past, a little bit drunk
1: on you know the way why? in the we Uber drove, home.
0: We drove past in the Uber home and I was like, why would you call your real estate Little Real Estate? Oh, yeah. And it was like pretty, like, that seems like a shit name for a business. And Meg was like, maybe their last name's Little, like Stuart Little. And then I was like, oh, my God, can we go home <laughs> and watch that? And we literally used to watch Stuart Little when we were like, what, 10 or something. Oh, you would have been five. I would have been ten. And then what do we watch after that? Suddenly 30. Yeah. Also a cracker.
1: Yeah. And then Dirty Dancing, which I have been trying to get Nick to watch that movie for, like, our entire relationship, which for those who don't know, is more than five years. Yeah, I that know that- he's never just... been like opposed, but never been excited about watching it. But he was like, normally he like fucking plays on his game through movies and stuff, and he was fully invested. He was not yeah. on his game.
0: You can't not like Dirty Dancing. It's like The Notebook. Like, even guys like that movie. Yeah. But yeah, just fucking big vibe night.
1: Um, Monday, I
0: flew home to back to Wollongong and I had a bit of like, I was just pretty tired out of shitty sleep Sunday night. So I just kind of chilled Monday and then got stuck back into work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I just had such a great week. Of work too like it was a perfect amount of it was a perfect week of like making bank but not being like slammed back to back kind of vibes yeah so really great week I had a very exciting meeting on Tuesday night as well um one of my fellow like industry professionals like experts in the industry who I'm friends with Jade from Brow Bible Academy so she has uh, a very well-known, highly regarded business in terms of training, education, like mostly online, Uh, mentorship. She has a lot of products that she's created that support the beauty industry like, but less about tattooing and more about like waxing, tinting, lamination, lash lifts, things like that, that I don't do. So we're very aligned with our business goals and our values, but we kind of do slightly different things. So... We've come together to plan some really... I haven't told you about this yet, and I'm actually not sharing it on the pod yet, so you might have to cut it out, because I want to tell you about it. We only planned it on Tuesday, but I'm fucking frothing next year. So what I can share is we've got an upcoming webinar towards... I think it's in October, because November, December is like crazy for the beauty industry. So we've got a webinar coming up in October, and she's actually coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks, so... She'll share her story with our listeners then, which is wild. Like I won't share it now because obviously that's what she's going to like share with us on the pod. And yeah, she's come so far from where she started. So yeah, what I can share is we've got this upcoming webinar and then we'll share more about what we're planning for next year on the webinar. So if you want to know about it, you're going to have to be in the webinar. And the webinar is obviously designed to educate and I'll share more on the topic as we lead up to that. Um, Yeah, so that's that. Top secret for now. But
1: I'm literally so excited. She just told me off air and I'm so excited. Yeah,
0: big things happening for 2024.
1: So, yeah, how was your week? My week was Actually, can I just
0: say I've got such a great day today, like recording the potty and then I'm going straight to get a facial and a spray tan. And then I've got a couple of Zoom mentorship calls and then I'm going to start my new program at the gym
1: yeah cheeky Finally. plug yeah make so, toby.com
0: so yeah i'm gonna train legs this hour that'll be interesting
1: let's and then I've go got a
0: nice relaxing night planned. so
1: yeah love that How's i that? also have a really good day ahead nick is taking me on my birthday surprise that is has been belated for a few weeks as we've just had heaps on how exciting i want to know where you're going yeah, I'll report back next week. He's very excited though, so that makes me excited. I love that. He's so cute. I have also had a really good week. Obviously, we have spoken about the weekend already. The two girls that I was going to dinner with on the Saturday night when Jess came are just like, they're just so high energy and I just love them both mm. so much. I've had a busy week actually of new clients and new inquiry calls, like sales calls for new clients, so that's been really good. Um I love that for you. And it just goes to
0: show that you're. Still So consistent with delivering value.
1: Yeah. And like, I've got another two today. And actually, like I was saying to you on one of the previous episodes about how I woke up to a call had just booked in, like that is happening very regularly now. Yeah. I love that. And actually I was saying to one of my business coaching clients as well, like one of the girls who's just signed up this week has been inquiring for a very long time like on and off, being interested, then kind of going away. And I'm not like – I've got a process obviously following up, but I'm not going to be like – Pushy. Yeah. So it's like quite – like it feels good for me how I do it. Mm. And she eventually signed up and it just like is really important to remember that different people are going to require different levels of trust built. You can build trust with some people through one post – Other people need four years of watching your business journey to invest. So love that. And then I also, again, we've spoken about this a few times on recent episodes about how I've like always been someone to reach out to people on Instagram to meet new people. And I actually did that again this week with um, a girl who's on the Gold Coast. She also does business coaching. And she used to do health coaching, so very similar kind of vibe. But we went to a class together with a mutual friend last Saturday and then early – and she was saying how she trains at 4 a.m., which is just like fucking wild to me when you work from home. I'm like, what do you mean? But she was like, I go to bed at like <laughs> 8 o'clock. But then I was like on, thinking on Monday because I had to go to get my hair done yesterday in Brisbane early. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to message her and see if she wants to train early in the morning. So we trained together – And it was just so flowy. Like, we just had the Mm. best chat the whole time. I love those
0: connections because it could go either way.
1: Fully. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, like, we hadn't hung out one-on-one, so it's not, like, overly comfortable for me to just do that. But, obviously, the more you do it, the easier it gets because it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't, you know, quote-unquote, work out. (laughs) And then... It was actually really interesting because I left thinking, oh, sometimes I feel like I talk too much about business to people in business. And I wonder if they think that's all I do all day. and I don't want to be talking about it again yeah. in my free time. Yeah. But like, I obviously am very passionate about business. So I want to talk about it in my free time. And I was kind of, I just had like a brief thought about that. And then she actually voice messaged me a bit later in the day saying something like how much she loved the conversation we were having. And so it kind of like gave me that validation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I told her. I was like, I love that you said that because I was thinking about it kind of thing. But also
0: that just validates how important it is to be authentic to you because that's who you are. Mm. So if you were trying to be someone that you were not to impress this new friend, which obviously you'd never do, but like just for the listeners and then down the line, it comes out that you're not like that then you've just delayed the inevitable that you're probably not going to click in the future so that's just like further validation to just be authentic and then yeah the right people will click with you
1: yeah 100 percent. and then she even said like because she picked me up with my other girlfriend that we have like the mutual friend for the class the previous week and then she said like after that message after I said like, I appreciate her saying that because that's what I was thinking. She said, oh, when I dropped you home and I was with, like, our other friend in the car, I was telling her how refreshing it was to have a conversation with someone who's, like, very like-minded. Mm. And so it was just this really nice, like, that's what a, I yeah, like a nice new connection. Yeah, fully. We were saying, <laughs> did I, I don't know if I've said this on the phone, we were saying, I said to Jess the other week, what are people that don't run their own business or aren't passionate about something talk about? With their friends. Like, I actually don't know. Do you want to do your gratitude? Oh, yeah. I'm so
0: grateful for how my business is literally thriving right now. I've filled the training intakes for the rest of the year to the point where I'm actually thinking of um, opening up another training intake and it's feeling so flowy. I'm like busy AF, but it's like I'm back to my three-day working weeks with clients. Like it's just super flowy. Everything's just like I'm busy, but it's feeling good. I'm just so happy. I'm feeling healthy. Um, Like Gold Coast is like growing quite quickly. I just I'm just feeling really happy.
1: I love that so much. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for... Because after I trained with my new girlfriend on Thursday, I also gymmed in on, they do like her and four other girls. Actually, two of them are Nick's clients, and then one of them I'm already friends with. And then two others do like a cardio session on Thursday mornings at the gym I go to, again, really early. So we did that after we trained legs. And it just like was really fun, like just grateful to meet new, like minded, fun people. I love that. Yeah. Let's dive into the topic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, today we are talking about how to take feedback and criticism in your business and your life, actually. Mm. I might touch on that at the end.
0: Mm. I feel
1: like it ties in anyway. So I guess to kick it off, we need to understand why it's so important for business growth and sustainability. So first and foremost, the biggest reason why it's so important is because it helps with retention for clients or customers in your business. And it gives you the opportunity to actually be able to grow your business and scale sustainably.
0: Mm. And when it comes to retention, it's a lot easier. And if you haven't heard this before, it's... Oh, I say this so regularly. It's a proven metric that it's a lot easier and cheaper to retain an existing client and continue to sell to them than it is to obtain a new client. So it takes less energy, less work and less money to retain and continue to sell to an existing client than obtaining a new one. And also I think what's also important about that is we've talked about before If you can't sell to your existing audience and your existing clients, A, they're not going to recommend you Mm. and refer you to their friends and family. What makes you think you'll be able to sell to a new audience if the person that's already invested in your business doesn't want to buy again?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, you'll you'll have a much faster turnover rate, which like Jess said is going to be a lot more effort, going to be a lot more energy and money in the long run and when we say more like it costs
0: more to obtain a new client we're talking about from a marketing perspective like marketing to a new client is more costly than reselling to an existing client that you've noticed because they already keeping
1: a client on board if you're a service kind of yeah and the reason for that yeah and the reason for that which you actually talked
0: about in your weekly update is that you've already built trust with that person for them to be able to come into your business so they already know and trust you and so you're not having to spend all that energy from a business perspective into building trust in mm. with this new prospective client
1: yeah and actually on the back of what you just said about trust another reason why taking feedback on board or having, being open to feedback in the first place, which we're going to talk about later, is that it builds trust with your customer or client to be able to continue to communicate their needs and wants. And again, that comes back to keeping them on board for a longer period of time and then mm-hmm. referring other people because- They know if they are not completely satisfied with something or like over the moon with what they're receiving because just satisfied is not even good enough, in my opinion, that they can voice that because they trust that it's going to be heard. And I think that also relates very much
0: to staff, which we talked about on that episode where we had the girls on. Mm. Um, Like the fact that we have that trust there and that open line of communication means that we can voice our concerns to each other. Yeah. And whether or not we agree with our staff member or they agree with us we're still we still have that trust there to be able to voice yeah um, any concerns or anything at all to then be able to optimize things in the relationship or the business or whatever it is. And I also think that it ties in like it's very relevant to relationships like uh, r- romantic relationships as well because if you feel like you can go to your partner with like if you have strong trust with your romantic relationships you're going to feel like you can go to them with any concerns or constructive criticism or feedback in quotation marks Mm. about like, your relationship and know that it's going to be heard whether or not they agree with you.
1: Yeah, 100%. Is that
0: going rogue or did that make sense?
1: No, totally makes sense. Actually, funny that we're doing this up today because we only just decided to do it this morning. But yesterday when I was getting my hair done, my hairdresser, Beck, who has done my hair for years, had one of her young, young apprentices wash my hair. And when I came out, I said, oh, can I give you some like constructive feedback for her because like oh my god you are fucking me you're literally me but she fully appreciated that because she understands like as a fellow business owner i would want it i would want that and so she knows it's coming from like a good place yes and i've done the exact same thing at my hairdresser and
0: on the flip side is we are also the type of people that whilst we will give whilst we'll give feedback where we feel it may be received well we will also give credit where credit's due so 100 on, percent, yeah so there there is that trust it's not like we're coming at a person with like it's not like an attack it's like mm. it's mutual because on this exact scenario there's an apprentice at my hairdresser and the last couple of times I've had my hair washed by her, I have said to her, Wow, you've come so far. Like that was the best head massage ever. Like, oh
1: my God, that and is like- so funny. Cause this I last time I was there, she had another one of her girls who is an apprentice, but like a just another one of her employees wash and like do the massage and everything. And when I came out, I said, Beck, she is fucking top notch. Yeah. Like I was yeah. so impressed. I mean, and even <laughs> literally, and even just when I was talking About The New Apprentice, I I didn't intentionally shit sandwich it, but I did because she was like, there were really good elements and I was like, fuck, she's like 16, like so young. And I was like, there's some great elements and I'm not just going to go gun-ho into like Do you want to explain what a shit
0: sandwich is? Because it's very important to giving feedback.
1: Mm, Yeah, fully. So a shit sandwich is where you're essentially giving positive feedback reinforcement and then the constructive criticism and then positive reinforcement again so you're yeah. putting the constructive criticism in the middle of two positive, positive vibes yeah so that you're not just like <laughs> I especially if shit sandwich, that just made me cackle and also the reason i didn't just give the feedback to the apprentice is because like it was the first time i met a She's young. I didn't know how she was going to tell. Like, I didn't want her to. So there's kind of a way you can, you've got to build that trust first. Well, that's exactly
0: right. You and your hairdresser have that trust. So you share it with her and she will have that trust with her apprentice, which she can share with her.
1: And even like with the podcast, when she started listening, she was like, love the podcast. I've gotten all this stuff out of it. But the only thing I think needs that needs work is the audio. And I was like, I really appreciate you telling us that, even yeah. though I already know <laughs> we're yeah, working but, on it.
0: But, like, so that was a shit sandwich too. Yeah. yeah, yeah and he, yeah, Yeah. What were we actually talking about? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, building trust and having that open <clears throat> communication. I think the biggest thing that's important to me when personally asking for feedback in my business, whether it's from my mentorship clients or my students or my actual, like, treatment clients, is that I – Want to be the best. Mm. I want to serve them the best. I want to provide the best value. And for me, it is that opportunity to grow and be better. Yeah. Even if I go into like a new relationship, I'm going to proactively, like regularly touch base and be like, is there anything Mm. that I'm doing? I don't know even how I word that, but like, is there any just having that touch point? I feel like I I know Emily and her partner, they have like, I don't know if it's weekly. Yeah, like
1: date nights where you kind of do yeah. a check-in.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a check-in, yeah. And I think that's so great because it's like you're not waiting for the problem to arise in yeah. your business or you're not waiting for shit to hit the fan in your business or your relationship or for something. to. I think it's also quite common for some people to not want to say something constructive because they don't want to start a thing. Particularly yeah. in relationships, like romantic relationships, so then it could get bottled up, and then it comes out at the wrong time. So but I feel can I just like...
1: add to that about not people that don't want to give feedback. It's often a reflection of their inability to receive feedback.
0: Correct. But yeah, I think on what I was saying, like being proactive about asking for the feedback mm. actually minimizes the chance of problems arising because it's yeah. proactive rather than reactive.
1: A hundred percent. And I feel like this is going to be the most important part of this whole episode because a lot of people will avoid in their business asking for feedback and we'll talk about different ways you can actually do that, like tangible ways, because they Might are worried yeah they don't want to know but like if that's the case it's probably even more reason to be yeah. needing to ask yeah. and that's very
0: that's a very selfish perspective too because mm, if you're a service provider you're serving your audience so you're actually being quite selfish by being worried about your, your ego own, yeah yeah, And from like an actual marketing perspective, getting that feedback, and we're not saying it's going to be bad, half the time or most of the time, you'd hope it's great feedback and you share that as a testimonial. So like yeah. from an actual tangible system that should be a regular part of your business, obtaining feedback can then be used to further market how great your services are. Yeah. And then any, any opportunities in that feedback to improve is going to further grow your business and how you show up.
1: Yeah. And what you just said about like, it's not like a lot of the time it will be good feedback. I think it's really important too, because a lot of the time, if you're afraid to ask for feedback because you fear that it's going to be bad feedback or you you're just trying to avoid whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of people that love your service, but they just naturally don't voice that to you. Mm. So actually giving them the opportunity to do that, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like this person really values my service or product so much more than I
0: thought. And that also validates the service you're providing as valuable for your own metrics in your business. Mm.
1: And it also makes you like it's human psychology. It makes you want to then show up more and better as Mm. well. Yeah, for sure. Because that like positive reinforcement is going to make you want to keep doing yeah. Well, for that, person. I think
0: that is a good point. That it's not. We're not suggesting asking for feedback that it's always going to be negative. Most of the time, particularly if you're further along in business and you've already been doing this for quite a period of time, it's so important to continue to get the feedback that you are doing the right thing for your audience, and it's good evidence that you are providing a valuable service.
1: Do mm. you know what else just actually came up for me too is you're also probably going to save a lot of time providing whatever the product or service is providing by getting this feedback because you're actually going to be really fine-tuning what the customer or client wants. Mm. So you might be giving all this extra stuff that you think to try and – I don't really know how to fully articulate what I want to say, but to I think – it sound really valuable. To, to fully identify what the person wants – And it's very easy to do that when they're already in your business, they're already going through that journey and you can just like fine tune it and like double down on what is working and what they really want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think particularly as someone new in business or someone, or even if you've been in business for a while and you're launching something new, sometimes you can get, I feel we've done this in the past, like overwhelmed with trying to provide so much value. So it seems worth the investment. Mm. But then say like you sell this product or service or whatever the case may be and the person actually only really uses or gets value out of X, Y, Z, that's part of the 10 things you're providing in the offer, you can then, again, remove the fluff and double down on what is actually really moving the needle for your client.
1: 100%. I love that. Yeah. So, I think in summary, it's really important to actually take that initiative to get the feedback. So, let's talk about some tangible ways you can actually ask for that feedback if we refer to maybe both of our businesses. Because they're slightly different.
0: So I'll break it down into like my different offers, for example. So first and foremost, I treat clients with eyebrow tattooing or lip tattooing, whatever it is. And we have automated, and this should be just a no-brainer that every business has, an automated link, like follow-up email that's automatically sent through your online booking system or SMS or whatever, where you're asking How was your service? It was so great to treat you. Here's a link to provide a Google review. Because not only are you A, showing that you are following up and care about the treatment you've just provided your client, B, you're asking for that feedback proactively whilst it's still fresh in their mind that they've had that service, and C, you're actually providing a link for them to provide feedback via something like Google, like a platform like Google that actually helps your business grow from like an seo standpoint mm. so google reviews are so underrated in a service-based business because they're so easy to get and they're so beneficial long-term because they just compound and we just actually... for anyone
1: who doesn't know the more google reviews you get the higher google will rank you in the searches mm. and so From an actual logistical
0: perspective, we have an email that is automatically sent to a client within 24 hours of their treatment, asking them how their service was, that it was great that we saw them and did they have any feedback they wanted to write and could they leave a Google review. And then in our aftercare packs, we have a little, like, it's like a business card that's got our details on one side and then a QR code on the back that they can easily scan with their phone to do a Google review that way. Because then we're kind of covering both bases as to whether someone's on their emails or they're on their phone or, you know, um, the little cards kind of a reminder um, when they're popping their cream on or whatever or rereading their aftercare instructions that they can then go and do that Google review. So it's kind of going to be a frequent reminder. Um, And it's actually quite rare for someone to not leave us a Google review because we have those two touch points. Yeah. Um, and then from a from an education perspective where I offer face-to-face training, online training and mentorship, we have at a certain point in the journey an automated again, even if it's just a calendar entry that you do four weeks after someone started an online course or a week after they've completed a face-to-face training or four weeks into a mentorship program, it's just asking them for, feedback not only so that again we've talked about you can make sure that they're getting the value that they expected to get from the service and hopefully more but also it's getting that social proofing for your marketing so social proofing is evidence that the service you provide actually works from people that have used it so then you can share on your social media and your marketing and like throughout any marketing that you do, that what you provide actually offers value and is effective. So I think something that I got out of that Gary V event is the particular wording for how to ask for this feedback in this kind of context. And it was perfect wording. It said, and I've actually adjusted how I ask for feedback now because of that event. Because also the other thing to keep in mind is that people are time poor and if leaving you a Google review or asking for a testimonial is going to take them too long, they're less likely to do it. So keeping it like a really easy process is going to mean there's less resistance to doing it. Now when we ask for feedback, I'm saying to, for example, my mentorship clients or my students, in 45 seconds or less, can you record where you were at before you started working with me and where you're at now? So it's actually getting them to put in their own words the transformation that you've helped them Mm. achieve in their business or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah. I, from like my coaching perspective, very similar. We have our, like a spreadsheet where we enter all the data for our clients in after each check-in and it's like a template. So now obviously she only has them for her clients and Lauren has them for her clients. And I've put in that template initially at different points throughout the minimum 12 week term that we have to get a Google review a Facebook page review and a testimonial, and about what you were just saying as well about how to actually like word the feedback, like what you got from um, Gary V. A lot of other online coaches or PTs that I've given advice to on this before, because this is like a massive piece missing in so many people's business that generates new leads so easily and for free because you're just using, like you said, social proof. Um, but they're always like, oh, you know, I feel icky trying to ask for it. I I feel uncomfortable trying to ask. And so very similar thing. We've got like three to five questions and I just say to them, choose the questions that are going to be most relevant to that particular client. But they are like the main kind of ones is what did life look like before reaching out to us? And then I think another important one is what would you say to someone that was in your position that is on the fence about, joining or taking that next step and it's getting over that barrier and building that trust that whoever's reading it and who's interested is going to get a return on their investment because that's like one of the biggest like when you're writing copy for ads or you know doing your marketing you obviously want to paint this picture of what life looks like now what it's going to look like after your service but you also really want to focus in your content on overcoming the barriers that people have as to actually taking that step to invest mm. their money or and their time and their effort. Yeah. And-, and also how to reduce the perceived effort that the person has to put in. And so when a client has maybe come in and they their life was, they were super stressed and had no energy. A lot of people think, well, if I start training and start tracking my food or however your nutrition journey is going to look for you, because it's obviously very different for everyone that we get on, they think it's going to be adding more stress to their life and making them more tired and more overwhelmed. But when they can hear from someone who's been through it, that it's actually reduced the overwhelm, they have more energy. It's like, obviously that's social proof. So they're not just hearing it from the person who's selling the service or the product. Yeah. And then the other question that I think as well, that's really important is, is there anything that exceeded your expectations through working with us? Because that's a really good way to also get them to voice in their own words that they got so much more than what they expected to by investing.
0: Mm. And I love how specific the questions are, because like I said earlier, you're making it easy for them to Mm. provide the testimonial and the feedback, because you're not just asking, hey, can I get a testimonial? And they're going "Oh, fuck, what am I going to write? You're actually giving them prompts to make providing the testimonial and the feedback quite easy for them to do.
1: Yeah, especially if you're getting it from someone who doesn't naturally, like I said earlier, voice their, you know, Mm -hmm. thoughts and feedback. Yeah. Um, I also think it's important to, I personally, when I'm asking for Google reviews, will explain in my message, like we have a template, obviously, that we send. I'll explain in that message... Why it's important because that shows the client that it's actually important to us. Because a lot Mm. of the time, like, because from my own personal experience, before I started on Google with my business, I didn't understand how important it was for businesses. So if someone asked me for a Google review, I'd be like, yeah yeah sure I'll do it and then like just forget about it whereas if you can they obviously respect you and they want to like and and you if you're explaining like why it's important it just sheds a bit of light on that and it's like it doesn't take long but it means so much to this person so of course I'm going to do it and particularly that's
0: effective because you do have that right relationship with them and you've built that trust so you've provided so much value to them that they are then happy to provide value to you because they no one understand why the Google review is valuable to you in your business.
1: 100%. I've got another example actually of a a way in my business that I just thought of that I've asked for feedback like differently. So when I launched my new course called Nutrition Codes at the start of the year, it was a very different offer. It's very much like a self-paced course and it gives you the tools to Take with you for life to move through the different phases of your journey, whether that's fat loss, building muscle, maintaining reverse dieting, whatever it is. And because it was so different, where you're not getting those one on one check ins, like you're doing the self check ins and stuff like that, it was, I wanted to really get feedback on it because we're going to relaunch it again, evergreen to like just purchase at any time.
0: And it was a new offer for you. Like you'd never launched something like that before. So you want to know that it's landing.
1: Yeah, 100% because I don't want to relaunch it evergreen and then it flops and I'm like, why? Or again, like we were talking about earlier, it flops because people actually don't want it or what they thought they were getting, they're not getting. And so I actually approached my feedback for that slightly differently. and I sent out a message to offer them all a 15 minute call to get feedback on it. And also to offer them that time to be able to ask me any questions or anything that they're kind of confused about. Because even them just asking questions on things that I think is in the course is giving me feedback because I go, okay, well, that's not clear. Or I need to add this piece of information in. Or I need to make this process more seamless. So to them, it's like they're getting this time to speak one-on-one with me, which they weren't offered by purchasing this DIY course. But to me, it's getting feedback. And I think a big part of why I did it via Zoom call is because then. If I have their permission, I can use snippets from that for testimonials, for social proof to market this course again when we relaunch.
0: I love that. And that's why it's so important to get feedback, particularly when you're launching something new, because we always talk about the process in business of creating something, launching something, marketing something and optimizing it and then repeating. So you don't have any opportunity to optimize if you don't know what you need to change and adjust in the offer. Mm. So it's so important to get this feedback because you should never be launching something new and then just leaving it there. You should constantly be getting that feedback to then further optimize and improve it, particularly as things change in your business and in the industry and you want to continually ensure that it remains relevant and providing the best value. And you can only do that by getting the feedback.
1: Yeah. And that's really important what you said too, about like launching it and leaving it. I think a lot of people launch something, it doesn't do as well as they expected. And then they leave it and launch something else, but they haven't gotten mm. any feedback. So you could probably save yourself a lot of time, energy, and money by just optimizing your current offers before trying to launch something new.
0: Mm, for sure.
1: And actually, that's what I've been kind of doing a deep dive into my own business in the last like week or so about where we can optimize more than we do it kind of do this yeah. all the time, but
0: we <laughs> oh, yeah, have like a t- this is our toxic trait.
1: Literally. No, but like, the more I learn, the more I realize there's more I can do with what I'm already currently doing before trying to do something new. I love a good optimization. And I think too, a really good perspective to have if you're worried about asking for feedback is thinking that you're going to be able to provide more value and serve more people better than just the current clients you have. Like you're going to be able to reach more people and provide them more value by doing it. So like I think we touched on a little bit earlier in the episode, it's very selfish of you to think that you don't want to ask for feedback because of how it's going to hurt your own ego. Mm. And so if you can shift that perspective to I'm going to be able to help more people by not taking this personally mm-hmm. and just taking it as constructive feedback.
0: Yeah, and the more people you can help, the more you'll move the needle. So so fucking true. That that would be the number one reason why people don't ask for feedback is because they're nervous about it actually asking or anxious about the feedback being negative but you need to remember like you just said Meg that you are providing a service to solve somebody else's problem so Mm. you need to remember that you need to know what's working for them and what's not working for them and that it's got nothing to fucking do with you.
1: Yeah because if you're If you're providing a service to make your life better or to make you money, you're going to have a bad time.
0: (laughs) you're not going to make any fucking money.
1: (laughs) But if you, yeah, if you focus on the people you're serving, you'll make bank. Mm. Let's go. So I think to recap that, you should map out, well, you should already know what all your offers are, but if you're not, get clear on the different offers you have and then do a deep dive into each of them to figure out where you can automate some feedback to get and if you're still confused slide into our dms
0: automate is our favorite word and i think to add to that recap not only working out how you can automate getting that feedback but what touch points should you be asking for that feedback and it doesn't have to be just once i think that's Mm. another important point.
1: wow this was game-changing for my business tell me if I'm going too rogue I feel like for so long I could only post the one testimonial once and I could only ask for things once and like now so for example to make this make more sense I'd have a client who got epic results at 12 by 12 weeks and then I'd be like, oh, no, but think about the results at 16 weeks. So mm-hmm. I'd wait longer. And then I'd wait another month because I'd be like, well, why don't we wait till we hit this milestone? But, like, this is your permission to share their results at four weeks, eight weeks, fucking 12 weeks. Because not only should you do it, obviously, for, you know, to to provide social proof, to think that everyone is seeing all of your posts is also very arrogant. Yeah, like it's literally like that's a whole nother episode. But
0: no, I totally get what you're saying because and it it's not only that, but some people are ready to buy one day and other people aren't, and vice versa, and some people are on their phone a lot some days and not other days. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that is so relevant because so many people are so afraid and I used to be so bad for this. I'd be so afraid to resell Like, to share, like, for example, my mentorship program, we post about it every week. Yeah. But, like, not everyone's seeing that fucking post every week. Oh, my God. Who gives a fuck if they are? If they want to buy from you or they're thinking about buying from you, they're going to want to see it every week as a bit of a reminder. They might not be ready now, but they might be ready in six months or they might not have the money now and they might have it later.
1: you're doing them a favor.
0: And also, the people that don't want to buy from you can moot you and they're not your fucking qualified buyers anyway Mm, so like meg said this is your permission to not only from your own business growth shout your progress from the rooftops and your client's progress but that validates the work they've put in. Like yeah, they 100%. deserve to have that feedback shared at two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Like
1: yeah. with my students and also, when they go from
0: day one to the end of day one compared to day one to the end of six months later. Like yeah. that's still huge, that's different progress. So people can see, wow, I'm gonna get those results. I-, I could get those results in day in one day, and then I could get these extra results after six months. And then it's also being really tra- sorry I just got so passionate it's also getting really transparent about the fact that particularly in both our industries it's about that long-term growth mm-hmm. for the clients. so my students aren't going to become great student uh, great artists overnight and your per- your clients you're promoting it as a lifestyle change and that you're not you're not here for a quick weight loss fix overnight it's showing that progress is long term and like not linear as well.
1: Yeah. But also on the back of that, by showing the early stages as well, because that, that's also part of why I used to be like, oh, I can't share it yet because they're mm-hmm. going to get even better results longer term. But by sharing the short term and the long term, you're going to hit people at different like stages of where they're at and it's Mm, going to resonate with so many more people because there's going to be people that do need that instant gratification almost that they're going to get like Mm. because everyone Mm. wants fucking results they don't want to be waiting six months to get results so if you can show yes we can absolutely get you results within two or four weeks but then also also... look at the results in six months to a year or whatever it is and that's exactly
0: like to put it in context of my business like when a student comes in and they've never picked up a tattoo pen or a microblade like ever in their life and it's like dog shit when they first put machine to mat and then by the end of the day, one day they've come so far but then after three months, six months of practising, they've come like so much further. Like they they can see that like realistic but epic transformation mm of like growth mm. in those increments
1: i feel like we should maybe briefly touch on when you might you might listen to feedback but not necessarily take it on board
0: for example should we first talk about how to take a well and then say on the flip side there are those times it's a fucking karen and you go yeah true
1: yeah yeah Doggone okay karen. <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving that in <laughs>
0: Um, So So firstly, do you want to explain the tips for taking feedback well and being able to receive it, whether or not you agree?
1: I think first and foremost, you need to understand why it's important, which we've spoken about. It's an opportunity for you to grow and scale your business and retain clients longer, keep people happier for longer, which is going to make...
0: It's also an opportunity to better understand your bias.
1: Yeah, 100% and what they need and want. And then I think something we also have already spoken about earlier in this episode is that it's not – is to not take it personally and that if you are taking it personally, you need to reflect on the intention of you providing this product or service. And what I mean by that is are you providing this product or service to help others or are you doing it to validate your self-worth or whatever it is? Does that Mm. make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it also very much relates to the point of if you are taking something personally, you there is a high chance that you agree that there's some truth to that.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: because for example, if I go and tell Meg oh, I hate your brown hair, she's not going to take that personally because she's going to be like, "What the fuck do you mean my hair's red?" <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. so if you're if you are generally and this ties in with triggers and stuff.
1: Will oh, my God, do you know edit. what I just remembered that I love and we haven't spoken about since? The marshmallow. The yes, marshmallow. Be a marshmallow,
0: yeah, for sure. Because if you are taking something personally, it's highly likely that you believe, in at least in part, in what that person's saying.
1: Mm. And, and do so- you know what? This is so rogue, but I think the biggest evolution of my self has been through broadening my perspective and being able to be open-minded and also like through that has meant I've been able to create a bigger business and Mm, have um open to more opportunities yeah yes 100% yeah
0: um on the note of Taking it personally. And this comes back to romantic relationships, friendships, family members, any kind of relationship, not just business related. You'll often take things personally, like immediately when they've been said and like in the moment. So I think taking time to pause and not necessarily react or respond to the feedback straight away is really important because. You're giving yourself time to hear what the other person has to say, reflect on it and respond when you're not in that heightened emotional state if it was negative feedback.
1: Yeah, and I think the key part about that is if that feedback's coming when you're potentially not in a regulated state, like something Mm -hmm. you might have family stuff going on or. That's like, and that's, that is human nature to take offense To something telling you, someone
0: telling you something negative. And that's like, it's natural that that is likely to happen. And so it's not about acting to not have that response, but you don't need to act on that feeling immediately
1: especially it reminds me of one of my business coaching clients who really struggles and she's obviously improved a lot since we started but really struggles with taking on constructive criticism when she's not in a great place mentally and it's completely unrelated to her business but she might be going through something with her own mental health and so it, like I said earlier, she feels like it's a reflection of her self-worth Mm-hmm. And so this person might be giving her constructive criticism in a very, you know, a blunt way or they're not, they might not be delivering it in the most thoughtful way. And so she will, you know, send it to me and go, I'm not really sure, like, and kind of work it up in her head. And then hearing my quite neutral response makes her realize that it's actually nothing to do with her and everything to do with just growing her business. It's like having an objective opinion on what's being said to you. It's being Mm. able to take yourself out of like, it's like having that bird's eye view and being able to take yourself out of your head and into your business.
0: Mm. I think often when you receive negative feedback, it's rarely from someone that's very Mm. self-aware and so it can often be quite abrasive. And I think mm. remembering you want to look at that feedback from an objective perspective and take out the piece around who is and how it's being delivered.
1: 100%. Um,
0: and then you can go, okay, what are the opportunities in this information for me to improve?
1: Mm. And you can a lot of the time when you're doing that, flip the conversation because you're not feeding into how they're delivering the info Mm -hmm. if you come back really curious as you would say yeah yeah and open-minded yeah it gets them to kind of take a step back and go oh I thought they were gonna fight back
0: Mm, but you're just being a marshmallow yeah (laughs) curious a curious marshmallow marshmallow. that is such a great analogy i think that also segues well into the last point that we wanted to touch on i'm keeping that
1: last bit in about cat
0: like there are times when people will give you feedback you don't have to fucking agree (laughs) like someone also might be having a fucking terrible
1: day Mm. and they're taking it out on you i think as well on that in my experience when that has happened and I've been t- really taken back by it because I've been like, oh, what, that came out of the blue, I've found that later down the track they've either come back into my business or into All my points. world, yeah, yeah. and I've, it's made me go, well, yeah, it was like they were just having a really fucking bad day and because and also, of how I handled it very objectively and politely yeah. and, and just being a kind human because when you can understand that the way people treat you is often a reflection of how they feel or what they're going through yeah then you can internal world you can yeah not take it personally and you can respond rather than react
0: and that's exactly what i was going to say is if you're Receiving negative feedback, and you're still showing up in the best way you can down the line. You haven't burnt any bridges, yeah, to have that person feel comfortable to come back into your business or life or whatever the case may be. So, so. I feel like in the case of um, clients or friends or partners or whatever, or staff, like no matter how they show up, as long as you're continuing to show up in a neutral, objective way you're still ensuring that you're not burning any bridges from your end and remaining like professional and allowing that opportunity for the person to re-enter your business or your life down the line if you deem it. Yeah, I was
1: going to add like like, if if you you... deem that something. (laughs) Because you don't have to yes like there's gonna be some people that you can choose to not let back into your business Hmm. because they don't align or you just don't need to take on their feedback like we're
0: not saying you have to take on everyone's feedback some people will just want to rinse you because they've had a shit day and if you don't if you don't see any opportunity in that or any merit in what they have to say then that's also fine
1: Mm. But if that's happening regularly, then I would be reflecting (laughs) on what what you're doing.
0: We trust you found value in that episode.
1: Guys, this is
0: our six-month anniversary. That is fucking hectic. God. Side note. What? Cry at everything now. Oh my like god! My same. eyes what are the wet. Fuck? I cry like that. Same. What is with that? It's because we've done self development and we don't hold. Yeah, but- it. No, like no. What's the word? Like my psyche. So it was a coping mechanism that I didn't cry because I just thought I was like 100%. I was like putting
1: it under the rug, and now I just yes. let it flow freely. I used to be like I'm so tough because yeah, i Yeah, like I never fucking cry. I I, I vividly remember saying either on my story or something like, like i haven't cried in 10 years or i've cried once yeah. in 10 years or i cry shit.
0: probably every three days oh even if it's just th- a wet eye at least like like,
1: like about good shit like a little yeah like, yeah like happy cries. or like a fucking baby or something yeah i don't think there's been an episode of the voice so far that i haven't <laughs> cried in wow but congrats. i was gonna it say six it took months you. anniversary i know let's have a party but i thought we were cheering because i said I w- I was and it's I was going to say it's taking me six months to not say. We yeah, hope- guys, Meg always, tro- Meg always chops. it out because I fuck up
0: the ending every single time. So it's taking me six months, and I finally just said what I meant to fucking say in
1: one go. I sound like a cunt that I'm just that I'm forcing you to say this certain <laughs> thing, but it's because she always says we hope you found value and. I once heard this thing that was, you should say, you tr- we trust you found value because we believe we, in our podcast. Yeah. And we trust that you're going to use the sermon and it's going to land for whatever you need for this time.
0: I thought you said this sermon, but I really realized you said discernment. <laughs> I was like, okay, we are in church now. <laughs> Um, same off brand. We would love if you could pay it forward and share this episode with somebody who you think will find value in it also because we want to help as many people as possible and it really helps us grow the podcast every time somebody shares it.
1: Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at talktoby me pod and You can find the link in our bio for our anonymous questions form for our Big CC Advice segment. And we love you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you
0: for listening for six months.
1: If you you have listened to every episode so far, can you message us? Yeah,
0: because we should send them something.
1: (gasps) Yeah. What? A booty pick? A nude. (laughs) A nude.
0: (laughs) <laughs> chicks. Well, we need to get merch. If you've listened to every episode, send us a message because we have an upcoming event that hasn't been planned yet, but we know what we're doing to a degree. It's planned and in our you head. We'll get the first opportunity to buy yeah. a ticket.
1: If you especially if you've listened this far too. Yeah. Because, because, it because it will be limited spaces. The- yeah. <laughs> Where we just talk over top of each other.
0: <laughs> All right. Love you bye. Love you. Bye.